0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're listening to the Dad Bod Golf Pod with Kyle Rush, Ben Taylor, and Nate Pass.
1: What's up, everybody? Here we go. 170 episode. 170. It's Friday. The Dad Bod Golf Pod. Yes. It's Kyle and Ben. We're taking it back old school. We're about to have an absolute blast. Yes. Super fun topic tonight. Can't wait to dive into it. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Bet Online, the number one sports betting website in the country. Hey, you know what you can bet on that's coming up soon? The NFL draft. You can bet on the NFL draft. Who'll be the number one pick? Who will go in the first round? Who will go in the first 10 picks? Who will go in the first 25 picks? Tons of prop bets, tons of fun stuff to bet on, and then all the other sports that are going on. Uh, Canadian pickleball leagues, whatever you can probably find it at Bet Online. Use coupon code believe B L E A V, get a fifty percent bonus. Sign on today, give them a hundred bucks; they're going to give you fifty back to play with. It's a blasty blast. Bet Online is absolutely one hundred percent where the game starts.
0: I firmly believe. There's an underground pickleball gambling ring in Opelika.
1: No doubt, pickleball is big <laughs> in our area. It's big. Uh, it's not just old people. Like people like no. our age, you're like, "Hey, dude, what are you doing this weekend? You gonna go play a little pickleball?" I'm like, <laughs> "Absolutely not. No, I don't want to play pickleball." I got dudes I know that get up at like 5 a.m. and go play yes. go play pickleball for an hour before they uh, go to work. It's crazy. Pickleball's getting uh, it's getting big. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Maybe you in some places, not for me. I'm not going.
1: Absolutely. You know what else is big? Not Ben. What's that? What's that? Uh, this is this is the topic for tonight, and and uh, it was a documentary on ESPN. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I've watched every single ESPN 30 for 30. I
0: have my wife's favorite show too. By the way, that's the only thing ESPN she will watch. It's
1: insane. There is not one that compares to the one that just came out on Tuesday, and uh, or maybe it was Wednesday. It just came out this week. And that's the the shark. It was the Tuesday. Greg. And the reason it was. it was
0: Tuesday is because I was having to work late at night on Tuesday. And my old roommate texted me and said, are you watching this Greg Norman 30 for 30?
1: Unbelievable. Greg Norman
0: 30 for 30, a documentary. It,
1: it could have gone. I, I, I texted another group. I said, if this thing was, it lasted three days, I would watch all 72 hours. Like, yeah. His life, his career. They didn't they didn't give it enough, in my opinion. Nope. They could have gone for three hours. Uh, they could have
0: gone deeper into his youth. Like it, yes. they basically jumped from him hitting a golf ball to playing in the masters. Like that yeah. they could have gone further into that.
1: Uh, they could have
0: gone more into the I didn't you know, and we'll get more of this in the and this is not one of the things that you said, but I didn't realize how many tournaments he'd won. Yeah. Even though I had Googled it at one point, it just was, it didn't resonate until I saw this where I was like, damn, he was on top of the world, man. Unbelievable. And, um, so yeah, it was, they could have gone in so much more different direct. Hopefully they'll do a follow-up.
1: Yeah. The, the emotions, the, the everything about it. Like I, I I'm serious. I've watched every single one of them to me. It's uh, Greg Norman and then the Pony Excess. That's the, my two favorite yeah. ones. The Pony Excess. We're talking about SMU and the you know the cheating. Express. Pony and, Express. But the the name of it was called the Pony Excess. That oh, was that, that's na- right. That's right. The name of the and, and this one was like way ahead. I, I I absolutely adored this one. And there was a John Daly one too. The John Daly one was good. But this I like one, the
0: John Daly one. I will. This is totally off topic, but you said it and it reminded me because I want you to go check it out and look at it. The Pony XS, the SMU debacle, they've now embraced it. Now the NIL is a thing, and their new recruiting poster is come to SMU, and it's got a big circle in the middle, and it's the gold Trans Am that Tony Dorsett had. Wow.
1: <laughs> the, this is NIL before NIL was yes. cool. We just did an episode about we've some been, NIL.
0: We've been doing this since the
1: 70s. Come get some. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. So uh let's dive into this thing. Um mm-hmm. I took a few uh we got a few categories we want to talk about. Um and and just kind of go from there and open some conversation on it because like I said, polarizing character and just unbelievable unbelievable documentary that whoever the, the guys that put it together were just phenomenal. So I want to start off with
0: by the uh, way, by the way, before we get into it. This is totally in a, in all the heterosexual way I can say, he was a good looking man.
1: Oh man, <laughs> I want. I don't know every what he pulled. Clothes he
0: wore. Right. I now. don't know how much he pulled while on tour, but let me just tell you, man, that was a good looking dude.
1: Man, I, I mean, I, I'm I want a hat for sure. <laughs> I want one of his hats for sure. Uh, he made playing golf without a hat cool. Like yep. looking good. Uh, his style was great. It, his style is good now. Like it's like yeah. it's come back around. It looks good now. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. So Ben, yeah, tell me what I, out of that documentary, what thing jumped out at you the most? As far as like one thing, uh, things you didn't know about uh, Greg Norman. So like, what jumped out at you? uh What hit you? Like you're like, holy cow! I I, I had no idea
0: the what start it off with the first part of it this is not the one thing but the fact that he kept honoring her and kept giving her his clear uh jugs his mom being the golfer of the family and being four a, a bring being a four handicap as soon as they said <laughs> that and they showed her swing and she's out there playing an address and I'm like holy moly this is amazing
1: that's crazy so, yeah
0: uh and and I think the other thing that stood out to me was how she said as far as his greatness, he went from a 30-something handicap, I think's what she said, to a scratch in a year. Like, that's unheard of. Just because he oh, yeah. found the focus and the drive to want to say, all right, this is what I want to do. I want to be a golfer. So I'm going to put all my effort into it. And he went from a 30 something. I could to be mistaken.
1: I could be mistaken. They say when you start off in Australia, when you start a handicap, it's 27. It starts okay. at 27. And he went from 27 to zero in a year. Like That's he amazing. picked up a club and learned how to do it. Within a year, he went from 27 to zero.
0: That's No matter what age you are, that's amazing. That's
1: like a Hercules, like a superhero story. Yes. That, you know what I mean? I mean it, it's incredible. You
0: know, hey, you get on the course with a guy, you get paired up with a guy, and, and you're like, how long have you been playing? You notice he's making every damn thing, and you're like, how long have you been playing golf, man? Because you look at his age, and he's like uh 11 months.
1: Yeah, that's insane. That's <laughs> absolutely insane. Oh, I'd it's be ready to insane. tackle
0: him if he said that. But, yeah, that was the thing that stood out in my mind is how fast he went from beginner to not even picking up a club, to just one of those things where he realized that he wasn't going to do well in football and in tennis. She said he was into those other sports. He was an athlete. Let's give him that. He was an athlete. But how he just said one day, look at what my mom's doing. I'm going to do that. And he started doing it, and he just perfected it in a year.
1: Became just incredible. So that's what impressed me. So you're going to laugh at me. And and I'm young, so I, this was the year I was born. So it's not, not very, uh, like, commonplace for me to know stuff about the year I was born. But right. I had no idea that he came in second in the 1986 Masters. I had no idea that was the start of what could have been the greatest run in golf history had he been able to, A, close, or B, some insane shots not happen. The 1986 Masters, and on top of all that, he birdies 14, 15, 16, and 17 to get into a tie with Jack. And then he second-guessed himself from the middle of the fairway and bogeys to lose uh, – or bogeys to not be able to go to a play, yeah. playoff. Uh, for whatever reason, I didn't know that was a, that was a Greg Norman – Story. I thought that was just Jack. I had no idea. Seems like they played up Sevy a lot more. Uh, There's Sevy's always played up more in that story mm-hmm. than than Greg. Um, uh, so the only
0: I, reason I knew it was because at that time I'd have been 11. Um, just doing the math because I did the math when I was watching it, and I just remember my dad talking about it and it being the thing. Like basically later in 90, in and in, in later when he blew it in 96. Like I remember him saying, "Well, this is not the first one he's blown." I did not know, however, like you were talking about, that he had birdied four in a row. Yes. And so now that I see that, or I've seen, I'd actually seen I I do I knew that going in the documentary. I didn't know at the time that that's what he did. Um. And so I've said just what Jimmy Roberts said that was in the that was in the stories. I was sitting there and I, I was like, "He didn't blow that year. He birdied four of the last five holes. Like, right. He shouldn't have been there."
1: No, no, but at the same time, he was two over before he went into those last four holes. Right, right. I mean, there's some – I mean, we could go into what's the definition of choke. Uh, We could talk – do a whole show on that. Um, The bottom line is he played some – there were stretches, like a couple of year stretches where he played – I mean, arguably, some of the best golf that's ever been played without necessarily just winning a major. Like he played just absolutely unbelievable golf. I had no idea that um, the nineteen eighty six Masters was the Greg Norman bogey in eighteen to uh, to lose to Jack. I, I did not. I did not know that. That was one thing that that I had no idea that was sort of shocking. What about you? Is there anything that jumped out at you that you did not know to begin with?
0: It's similar to that. How many
1: seconds he got?
0: Not just oh. in, not just at Augusta, just all around. Like everybody always talk. Phil's known as the guy of seconds. Yeah. Um, but I would venture to say that Greg Norman was the first to blaze that trail to to make charges or to, I mean, everybody talks about choking the Masters away a couple of times. There were other tournaments that they talked about in there that he choked away. And oh, so, yeah. um, how many seconds he finished? So how dominant he was. Uh, you know, they threw some stat out there. You know, I, I I just watched it recently, and I don't remember the stat off the top of my head, but they were talking about how many tournaments he finished in the top five in one year, and that was just ridiculous. Oh, like, yeah. it, it, if they were doing world golf rankings then like they do now, he would have stayed number one that entire year, just because yeah. he'd never – he basically didn't finish outside the top ten. He had that kind of year. It was ridiculous. And so that, that was probably one of the most impressive things that uh, caught my – I was how many seconds he had and how close he and not even necessarily seconds but just top fives how close he was to be one or two shots away from being the winner of a tournament like how that's how dominant he was
1: unbelievable that and that's one thing that when and this is sort of a sidetrack but um when people talk about uh tiger versus jack and maybe we'll do a one at an episode one day uh, uh, of this tiger versus jack jack has like double i think it's like double or triple the amount of second place finishes Mm -hmm. as as tiger like yeah he does like he was just and and then greg is right there like greg norman is is right there as far as second place finishes not obviously not with jack but a ton of second place finishes Mm -hmm. i mean i'm looking at one two three four five six seven eight nine i'm sorry Mm -hmm. uh i'm sorry one two three four five six seven and he could have some second-place finishes at the Open. All it lists is his yep. wins at the Open. But, like, just, just unbelievable golf, Un- absolutely unbelievable golf. I had just no idea. You don't really understand how good he was until you watch this. Uh, second second thing um, I want to run by you, Ben. What? So, we talked about something you didn't know. What was the most impressive stat, most impressive feat, most impressive thing that – uh, you learned in the in the documentary.
0: I don't know if it was an impressive. It's not. It's not a stat by any means. Um, I was impressed with how he handled himself. I didn't realize that, that was he very, was mm-hmm. as hated. You know, he said one point in time. Pardon my French. Whenever he he chipped in, he, you know, one of the other guys in the play or on eighteen said, "You need don't, to make this. That fucker doesn't win.
1: Don't let this effort beat us." Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And so.
0: You know, when he – like, he didn't – you know, some of the fans got to where they didn't like him, but that was because of him blowing it and choking. So, that was more of them chirping than anything else. But so I didn't realize some of the players did. Now, also, in that same mind, I didn't realize – I knew that Jack has been a mentor to Tiger. I knew that Jack has been a mentor to Justin that, Thomas. I know is that great, Jack great. Has, Jack has been a mentor to Justin – to um to Jordan Spieth. Jack has been a mentor to Rory. He's called Rory over to his house. I had zero idea that they,
1: they even liked each other
0: that. Yeah. That, Cause they just through the years, Norman's never been Jack this Jack that and Jack's never been Greg Norman, this Greg Norman, that. So they, they haven't really talked about each other until this documentary and h- how inspirational Jack was to, to Norman, because yeah. the fact that he gave him one pep talk and he went out and won the Canadian open the next week. You, like,
1: Purpose, That's, practice with a purpose. And then he yeah. goes and went. And then he does the whole grip pressure thing at the first uh open that he won. And he mm-hmm. went and goes out and uh, on the last round and he goes out and wins the open. Like, yeah. And that that I mean, you're right. That is that is a very that, that was that was very something that I had that I had no idea and I, that was very shocking. I thought he also he handled himself well. Um like he didn't he he owned it like he was a different person. Like when he was young, mm-hmm. when he was younger, he was wanting to fight everybody, cuss mm-hmm. at the fans, this, that, and the other. He he owned it, man. He said, I had, you know, I had some issues. I let stuff get to me. I wish I could yeah. go back, you know, and and do something different there. But like he just he just owned it. And that that to me is impressive. Um, this is something that uh to me, the most impressive thing. There's two really, but w- one of the most impressive things is that. From the 1986 Masters to the 1987 Masters, he was the 54-hole leader five times in a row. 54-hole leader five times in a row. He only won one of those. But but to be, you're playing at that level, 54-hole. And then two of those, even though you kind of dwindled a little bit down the stretch, two of those you lost to shots that – uh, like otherworldly shots. Like you, yeah. you had the um. I, that's another thing I didn't know. I didn't know. I, I didn't know that the um, that the uh, gosh, the guy. What is Larry
0: that? Mize? Chip in. Larry Mize.
1: I did not know the Larry Mize chip in was against Greg Norman in the playoff. Un- like that, Larry Mize. You could hand Larry Mize a thousand balls, a mm-hmm. thousand balls. He would never be able to chip that in again. Like and 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 probably. Uh, at least 20 20 percent of those go in the water if he's yes. trying trying to hold it like norman
0: norman said it best when he was describing it yeah he's like there's only two things that are going to happen here he's either going to come up way short, short or he's gonna possibly hit it in the water but he's definitely going past the hole yeah like way he's back. yeah so it's it's one of those deals where as he said you can imagine the shock and awe when he made it and i know that everybody everybody says you should always in match play assume your partner is going to make it it's like not from that position no that literally is we just saw it this past year in the masters where guys were flaring it out there and they couldn't get the ball to stop and they've got wedges no way to get it up and down yeah like and honestly when you watch it over and over if he doesn't center that pin he does go way oh it's in the water
1: it's in the water he hit the (laughs) pin and it drops and then you have Bob is it Bob Tway is it Bob Tway in the PGA championship yes Uh, from the bunker Holes out short-sided from a bunker, another one that if it doesn't hit the pin, it rolls 10 to 12 feet by. And uh then obviously Greg has to hole it. Uh yeah. and he just blows it blows it way by. But like two otherworldly shots, even though I think they said on the in the PGA championship, he shot 40 on the back nine to get into that to get into that spot. And then yeah, in and Masters, he, was... he had three bogeys. They didn't say that was a little misleading because they didn't say how many birdies he had they said he had mm-hmm. three bogeys on the back nine which you can't do but he could have had a, he could have had several birdies too um it's just
0: uh i mean it's it goes back to the cliche that you said though that you hate it coming to the back nine on the masters it clearly wow. he has proven that dating back to 1986
1: well 1996 started on number <laughs> one <laughs>
0: But then he followed up with a birdie on too, if you look at the car.
1: He did. They don't they they totally glanced over that. Yeah. But then he um he melt he was he went from yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that in just a minute. But um but yeah, it's uh so that that blew my mind. The uh the fact that he was second all time in weeks led as official girl uh official uh number one in the world at like mm-hmm. three hundred and thirty something weeks. Uh only Tiger has been further and it's like He's he like double that, but still, yeah, it's not even close. It's not even close, but I mean, 330 weeks, six years, six, almost six years of, or maybe, maybe it is six years of being number one in the world. Like that's mm-hmm. in a couple different stints, but, uh, I had no idea that he was that, that big of that, I, mean, I that he was that good. Um, it was uh it was it was good. It was really, really good. Uh unrelated
0: unrelated to Norman. One thing that impressed me, and I have to admit this because we give him absolute hell ever since we interviewed Boo Weekly. Yeah. Valdo being a pansy. <laughs> apparently, when he played, he was not a pansy. Oh, he was a killer. I did not know. As Greg said, when you're out there, most guys, you hit a good shot, they say, good shot, good putt, good drive, nice swing. He something said, like that. Bang. He said he wouldn't say a damn word to you. Yeah. If you're looking for any sort of validation from Faldo when you're playing with him, forget it. He is somebody, focused on his game.
1: Somebody in the documentary said it, and I was thinking it. I just couldn't put my fingers on the person. Somebody said Lee, he he was Liam Neeson. Uh, I think it was Scott Van Pelt. Scott Van Pelt he said was, he
0: gave you the the hundred yard Liam Neeson stare.
1: That's it. And and he looked at that point in time. He looked. He heck now he kind of looks like Liam Neeson now. They look so much alike, and the way he like the stare, and like the way he carried himself, it was very, very Liam Neeson esque. Uh, I'll kill you. I'll, i you. Yeah. I got a special set of skills. I'll find you, and I'll kill you. That's exactly, <laughs> that's exactly what it's like. So I um, give
0: Faldo credit. I, I, I don't like him now necessarily in the booth, but you, you're crazy if you think he wasn't one of the best in the world at that time. He oh, unbelievable. he golfed his ball, man.
1: Absolutely, absolutely uh speaking of other things that are spectacular primo golf apparel guys yes this is the this is the new thing this is the blade collar polo okay it's the most comfortable shirt i think i've ever owned it just feels like i'm not even wearing a shirt they're unbelievable they got shirts they got uh joggers they got shorts uh saw blaine barber wearing some of the shorts recently uh Yeah, looking good, looking good. Uh, they got belts. They got woven belts, tons of colors, great price. Like, typically, you're going to pay 100 bucks plus for these belts. I think their belts are, like, what, $35? And it's they good quality. Very, very good quality. Uh, Primo Golf Apparel, use coupon code DADPOD15. Take 15% off your order from now until kingdom come. Primo Golf Apparel, get on the train, get your style going, let's go primo golf apparel
0: Get the woven belt i got one absolutely love it but yes gives you a little gives you a little give when you've had maybe a beer or two too much oh, yeah, on the little golf stretchy, course let's stretch help you out a little bit so uh, <laughs> uh i absolutely love
1: them all right so uh another let's go to something else um that uh we want to talk about on the uh, about the documentary the greg norman documentary we've been talking mm-hmm. about the whole show it's this whole show will be about it because it was absolutely phenomenal mm-hmm. um what is something that you wish was in the documentary that was not? Like, was something that you wish they could have covered more or they just didn't cover at all that that you wish they would have gone a little bit more into or into, period?
0: Well, from a personal standpoint, because I had never seen that footage inside of um the Masters and Augusta when they went to walking around. So I really kind of wish we'd have continued that tour. Um, but that's more of a selfish thing than anything. I want to know what he shot. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I want to know what he shot that day. He birdied nine. I saw. Yes. That. I know he birdied nine.
0: Birdied nine. He said, "Oh, what a difference of tw- you know uh, thirty years makes or whatever he said." Um, and so I, I think one thing I'd I'd like to see more of is. I don't want to call it mentorship, but some of the stuff, like the interactions he had with Jack, yeah. uh, I'm I'm kind of curious who else he interacted with on the tour. They kept showing Elkington, which I, I know they're both from Australia, so maybe that's why they kept showing him. I don't know, but it's not like Elk, Elkington was just talking – he was telling stories. He wasn't giving personal stories. He was yeah. telling golf stories. And so – Jack was telling personal stories, and I'm just yes. curious who else was involved in that. Was it his wife at the time? Because, you know, he's been divorced since then, so was it his wife at the time? They did show his two kids. Uh, his, his, um, also, Daughter. you can tell they got good jeans. Both of those kids good-looking. Good looking Daughter is a dude.
1: smoke bomb.
0: Daughter was a smoke show. Son, you could tell, is just the handsome devil himself. You know he's going to be wearing uh greg's uh shark memorabilia and all that kind of stuff and his He's daughter married,
1: married, married to sergio garcia
0: no no um sergio married that texas a girl that was a golf analyst that quit the golf channel as soon as i swear they there. dated or something there's uh, pictures of. oh them. i think you're right i think he did date yes i think he yeah. did date greg dorman's daughter yeah they, well she they... dodged a bullet there good <laughs> gracious
1: are you sure they're not married?
0: No, he's married to that. Uh, no, that brown headed girl that. Okay. um that lives that she's went to UT Austin. She's from Texas. Everybody, all the Texans disowned her because she was wearing European colors whenever they okay. went to the. Uh, okay,
1: okay. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. I, for some reason, I just see it when I looked her up. I looked her up. All I could
0: see was pictures of her with Sergio. So I think that they did. Yeah, I think yeah. they did date. Um, man, she did. She dodged the bullet. Good for her. Uh, yeah. she's, got, she's got plenty of money, I promise you. So, I just wish they'd have shown some some more of that personal side. Either that or if they weren't going to show the personal side. I, I mean, I appreciate them sp- sprinkling the Jack thing in, but it's 30 for 30, the blown Masters. Let's show more Augusta footage. Yeah. We, I mean, like I said,
1: I want to know what he shot. Like, tell us yeah. what he shot. Let's see his scorecard from whenever yeah, he show got Show walk- more
0: of those shots that day. I mean, I'm show-
1: surprised. I wonder when this was filmed because I wonder if Augusta would be that thrilled. Considering what happened with Phil, that thrilled to let him back, like, do that, like, now or within the last year with everything
0: that's going on with the Saudi. It had to have been filmed after DJ won in November, the COVID year. Because it had masks on? it. Well, the well, no, that was when he showed up the first shot. Well, it could have been the first. It could have been then. <laughs> But when he goes to the memorabilia, it's DJ in the green jacket. That's in the, true. And the trophy true. case. Oh, we're so, going to get
1: there. That was that was absolutely brutal. Um, yeah. Yeah, we'll get there.
0: <laughs> so um, that was uh, – so he's – DJ's in the trophy case, and I'm assuming it's just after he won because that looks like the current winner's memorabilia. Like, that was yeah. DJ's jacket up there. That was DJ down in there. It was the menu over on the left for DJ. So uh, yeah, the trophy in the right. middle. You're right about so that. It, it had to be between – between in November then and, and the, the April. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and it was – but it had – I'm kind of wondering, or was it after the
1: – No, it no, was before it, be, it was before Hideki's – it was before Hideki's Masters. Oh, so and, it was it like, had,
0: and it had to be too because there were no grandstands when he was around there. You're right. That's it. Um, you have nailed it. So that's it. It had was, to be when it was.
1: It was in between D- Dustin winning and Hideki winning. So I guess yeah. like the news of the tour stuff hadn't really heat up. Um, one thing I was disappointed in uh, I was disappointed in they in what they didn't show and I was also disappointed in uh, guys on tour at this time like you don't like a guy because he is he takes advantage of the money that he's given and he goes and is successful in business you don't like a guy because he flies a helicopter in like there were some soft ass dudes in the '80s, in the early '90s. Oh like, yeah, because
0: now when you see, I mean, Tiger having a, a a yacht and everything else, and and they're mad because he's buying Ferraris because he can afford them. Yeah, like I mean, get come out on, of here. man,
1: like get out of here. I want to know more. I, I was I was hoping we would know more about why. I don't think they did a good job. I hope I hope there's more to why. Like the guys, he wasn't necessarily like universally liked because he just seems like you would just – he he just seems like he would be sort of like – he would draw you to him. Like he would be very, like, oh, he attractive was every, to be around. He really
0: – he was an everyday guy. He just yeah. – he he loved success and he loved his money. But, you know, you've seen this Saudi stuff. Everybody needs to take recency bias out. Yeah. When you watch this documentary, contrary to what people have said, Greg Mor- Greg Norman is not a dick at all. He was just hungry to win, wanted to win – and he loved. But he didn't like finer- people from
1: New York. He yeah, did he like- didn't.
0: No, no. <laughs> but he liked the he liked the finer things in life. But he wasn't, in my opinion, according to the documentary. Now, he wasn't cocky like everybody says he is. He wasn't cocky. I mean, because he had the outburst at Shinnecock. Listen, they were being dicks to him. So he gave it back to him. You don't like yeah. that. Suck it. I don't care.
1: Um, but do you, uh, why do people get mad? Like it, when when people are like people are jerks, like fans are jerks and stuff like that, and people and then the like the athletes react. Why is that so shocking? Or like why is that like so? Yeah, offensive?
0: sometimes they've had enough. Yeah, that's even Jack said. Jack said you just can't give it back to so, him. Yeah, you can. Why? You, know Jack? What? you can, Jack? Because you know what. Justin Justin
1: off. Thomas does it, like, once a week.
0: Yes. I'm yeah. I'm perfectly okay with guys chirping back at somebody. Especially Kevin when Kisner
1: a- told somebody to go F himself.
0: <laughs> and we think <laughs> it's the greatest thing ever. Like,
1: it <laughs> happens all the time. Yes. Pa- Paul Casey. Paul Casey, there's video of him, like, getting after somebody in a grandstand. Like, dude was being a jerk, and he's basically said, shut it. He said it yeah. so polite. He said, listen, Bob, you're going to shut it or something <laughs> like that, or I'm going to have you thrown out of here. Like,
0: it can't. Gri- these Greg, guys. A bad these, rap for it. these fans have got to realize, and I'm all for, I know that people say, Well, I bought a ticket. I can do what I want to do. No, that's not how that works. That's not you, how that works. You can't. You can't get personal. You can't start chirping at people for no reason. All right. Run out
1: on that field, Bub. See what that yeah. ticket gets you. <laughs> Run out on you, the course. See what that know, ticket you, gets
0: you. You want to you want to boo a guy, fine. I'm not big on that, on booing your, your own team, because there's a lot of people that do it. I'm not big on that at all. But yeah. is when you start chirping at a guy and you're following a guy. You know, Most recently, Mike Tyson, dude was chirping him on a plane. He turned around and he laid him out.
1: Yeah, that was, that was a bold move.
0: So, I mean, it's <laughs> at, at some point in time, like the guy chirping at Charles Barkley when he threw him through a window, the, you got to shut your mouth at some point. Mm. There's a breaking point for everybody.
1: Yeah. And
0: even in the heat of competition, when the adrenaline is high on an athlete, you need to keep your mouth shut. keep it shut keep it shut and you know what when the pro pops back at you shut your mouth even more because you just got what you you deserve getting embarrassed on television
1: yep yep i thought they did a poor job i would have loved to have seen more of the like build up to why people didn't like him uh and, and it seems like it's pretty universal like player a lot of guys just don't like him and uh I would like to have had a little bit more background because like uh, just what I'm watching, it looks like pure jealousy. And and he could have been a huge dick. I don't know, but uh, it looked like pure, like jealousy is what it looked like. Um, and that's what so, he said it
0: was. He said a lot of guys were just jealous and he yeah. didn't understand why because he he flat out said I didn't try to rub stuff in their face. I mean, it's yeah. just one of those things where there are things that I enjoyed and I loved and I've, I had the means and ways to buy them, so I did.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Before we get to the last topic, I want to give a shout out to athletic greens guys. Tons of people take vitamins. We all do it, but it's important to choose ones that's top quality with one delicious scoop of athletic greens. You're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and those dadgum adaptogens to start your day. Right. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient, Daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you one free year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Uh, athletic Greens, take ownership of your health. All right, Ben, I want to wrap up here, but uh, I got to make a confession. I have to make a confession. Uh, I've learned something and I'm going to admit something and I don't like to do this, but I'm going to say that a couple of weeks ago, we did a would you rather Mm -hmm. uh, and the scenario was one masters or two PGA championships. And I thought I built a compelling case. I had math and and fractions and percentages. I thought I built a compelling case of why I would choose two majors over one Uh, after watching this. I was dead wrong. I was dead wrong. I did not take I, I did not take into account uh what the Masters truly means to guys that are at this level. And the only caveat I'll give myself is that first of all, the last 15 minutes of this documentary are absolutely brutal. It's brutal. It's like watching old yeller get taken out at the end it's all it's it's awful i mean it's great but it's awful and then there's a scene at the end where he's going through the trophy room ben kind of alluded to it and he's like i thought he's gonna cry like i thought at any point in time he's gonna break down in tears i don't there's a lot of emotions there but i don't know if it's necessary like what if he wasn't second place uh three times what if he just won like had like three top 15 finishes never what never had the collapses does he still have the same emotions I don't know but regardless what it looked like it would have meant to him and for him to like look in that, uh, that trophy case, like almost like he was looking at his own funeral, like it was, it was, oh,
0: that's exactly what he was doing. He was watching was, his, he was watching his life flash before his it eyes. It was,
1: it was brutal. I think I've changed my mind. And he won two open championships, like not PGA championships, two open championships. Like I would say, would you say, I mean, arguably number two? I, I mean, I would say it's arguably number two. Oh, it's a, uh,
0: well, I've told you before, we're not going to argue about this because we've you've said it i've said it nate has disagreed with us a couple of times he's not here to defend himself but um the masters out of the majors is the easiest field yeah because you got i mean sandy lyle's out there swinging with, yeah shooting <laughs> 90 with you know playing with number one right in front of him so um it's The Open Championship, which I loved. I was wondering how you were taking that. They kept referring to it as the British Open the entire time during the documentary. The second one, they said the Open. The first one was
1: the British (laughs) Open. The second one, they called the
0: Open. I don't know why, because it didn't
1: change to to the Open until way later. But anyway, keep going.
0: I think people bounce back and forth on it. I do. Um, But I think that – and you saw the scores of the – Open championship. I think it's a tougher course. I think it's a tougher venue. Uh, it's definitely a larger field because it's open. It's probably, it's definitely a tougher field, like we talked about. So, um, he's got every reason in the world they could have done a documentary on the guy that won two British Opens easily. And instead, we did the documentary on the guy that didn't lost win the masters. three
1: masters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's so, but I'm just saying.
0: Uh And what it, the way it started with the Masters too, Kyle, because he won the Australian Open to get in, and that was like a goal of his. He knew if he won the Australian Masters, he was going to Augusta. He yeah. didn't. the The start of the documentary didn't say. I knew if I won this, I was getting in the British Open. It was
1: the. It was Augusta.
0: It was. It was. I know if I win this, I'm getting in Augusta.
1: Yeah, I mean. Look, the Masters means a lot to me, and I love the tournament. And it's probably the only tournament that I literally will watch every shot of. Like, I will either replay or I will watch every shot of, watch the stuff leading up to. Like, it's it is the only term I do that. But just to think, just to think, like two two majors get you in the Hall of Fame. So that's what I'm thinking about, like the hist- the his historicness, I guess, of it. Uh, all that all that good stuff. But like to watch him and how defeated he was and how like sullen and and just like you could just feel how heartbroken he was to walk through that trophy room and when he said oh my god this is when i thought he was going to cry when he said look there there's the this is the coolest tradition he's like the the winner gets to pick the meal and then they all signed the – they all signed the menu. What if
0: Nate and I told you, that's the most prestigious dinner in all menu, the world.
1: It was the menu right there, I guess Dustin's menu, where everybody yeah. signed it, and he was this close. He was this close right there to crying. And so right there is when I changed my mind. I was like, okay, clearly the Masters – if you could have two majors uh, or, or one Masters, I would take – I don't care which one it is, I think I would take the Masters for sure. I think yeah. I'll I go back – um based off of this uh he was it was hard it was hard to watch but i love watching stuff like that i don't know why but it's like i couldn't look away it was it was riveting it's it's spectacular like the ending was brutal but it was spectacular
0: i got selfish during that time because i was watching the room and kind of half-assed paying attention to him what he was saying and what the narrator was saying yeah because i have not seen that footage i have not seen footage Mm. of inside the the cabin and, and and why, and seeing how they put the winner up there and they put his memorabilia from the previous year. And, you know,
1: the champions locker room or the champions champions locker room.
0: And so how that, how they basically honor for a full year, the previous winner of what's going on. And so uh, I had not, I selfishly was watching that set of paying attention to him. But one thing that did stick out in my mind, and I'm not shocked that he said this um, whenever they asked him, have you seen this? And he said, no, why would I? like he – you know, when he was watching it on the iPad. Yeah. And then the look on his face – that's the other part where I thought he was going to lose it. When The look on his face when, you know, he watched one and he was like, ah, bogey's a bogey. Like I knew a bogey was coming. One's always a tough hole. Like that's no big deal. You know, and they blew past the fact that he birdied too. So he got back even just right away. So right there's away, no big yeah. deal there. Um, but then when he said – you know, when he get to, when he got to nine – and he realized right then it hit him that it was over and i was yeah. like holy crap he mailed it in at 9 yeah and, when he spun it
1: off the green he said it's a when he when then, he hit it
0: yeah. and then he doubled 12 and so then he definitely knew it was over and then but then he had that rejuvenation where he thought okay i can chip it in and i'm within like if if i chip, if it, I chip it, it in, in ours, he's tie, within one tie, shot
1: he birdied – Faldo birdied 15 but if he yeah. chips it in it's a one shot it's right. one shot.
0: And so, you know, and then he's thinking, I got a chance. So it was cool to see him come back because he had, he had mailed it in at nine. Yeah. I didn't realize that. He was over there at nine watching. I don't know if you remember. He had his hand like this, and he just was, like, basically holding his jaw up, like, I don't want to say anything right because it was quiet. It was silence. He just stared at the iPad that he was watching. Mm. And I was sitting there thinking, he's fixing to lose it, man. He is gonna lose it because he knows right now. He knows at nine. He just said, "I I mailed it in at that point in time. I quit. Like I oh. knew it was over." And you're sitting there crazy. going, "Shit! Now you got to play nine more holes, man."
1: <laughs> he went four over in the next three holes, or yeah, five over in the next four holes. He mm-hmm. bogeyed nine, ten, eleven, double twelve. Yeah, <sighs> that's crazy. That's another thing. He I did not know he has a seven shot lead. Yes. A or a six shot lead. Six shot lead. Six shot lead. He was thirteen under. Faldo was seven under. He shot seventy eight the final round, and Faldo yeah. shot what so, sixty eight?
0: Sixty eight. Yeah, he shot. Yeah, he he bested him by almost ten shots.
1: If you shoot par, you beat him by three. Yeah, I think if you shoot even, you beat him. <laughs> and here's the thing. You ready?
0: You ready for this? I said this. I said this the other day. I was telling a buddy of mine the other day because he was asking about. Um, when we interviewed Michael and how she got to play Augusta, yeah, and how one of her comments was, you know, pro golfers, like, you know, all the PGA Tour players, they should all be shooting even par better. It's a mental game at that point, yeah, because they can that they Walk in Augusta's, the park, like, yeah, Augusta's it. easy enough for them. Like they should all shoot even par better. And so when he's putting up a frigging seventy eight, that's what I'm sitting there thinking is I'm like, holy moly, man! Like you should just be able to shoot even par. Like what are you doing?
1: You should be able to just slap around and shoot even. I mean, seriously, <laughs> those guys should. It's uh, it's crazy. But, like uh, – Especially at around, that
0: time, Kyle, yeah. because those tees were way further up 6, than what we see now. 6,900.
1: Now, they were hitting with wooden drivers, so that's another thing. They were. Mop,
0: but, they, I mean, still him saying that he can hit his five-iron 190 uphill, like they still pured irons even with Balata lot of balls.
1: Like, and loft, the loft differences too. So Yeah is a great one guy. I want we're going we're going to end it right there. I don't think I mean we could spend another 2 hours talking about this thing but like
0: oh we ESPN, could do it like we do shot for shot on tournaments oh, we could do this. We could literally have it have it pulled up on the side and break down frame the, by frame what took place.
1: In the ESPN 30 for 30 Shark the shark uh documentary like if you haven't seen it get you ESPN plus Cool, uh, you get you get to watch it on ESPN Plus, and the cool thing is, then you get PGA Tour live too if you get ESPN yeah. Plus. So, uh, it's just it's absolutely spectacular. By far, my favorite thirty for thirty, and that ain't recency bias because I would tell you, I would have told you Pony Excess, which mm-hmm. is my favorite one, but bef- uh, which is my favorite one before this. Uh, I would have told you that over any of them. And I saw that years ago. It's just such it was just such a good story. The Greg Norman one tops that like it's not even close. It's 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 really 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 good um definitely need to go see it hope we didn't spoil too much for you um but we didn't, didn't spoil think, anything I didn't, I
0: didn't think about that people hadn't watched it <laughs> yeah
1: we didn't spoil anything that you couldn't uh you didn't already couldn't already look up on google oh so, yeah you
0: could google uh, go
1: watch it it's it's absolutely spectacular even with the notes and the highlights that we've given you're still going to be blown away um listening to him hit a golf ball on video is is incredible like it just it's just it's he it's riveting it's 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 Incredibly well done. So uh go watch it, enjoy it. Guys, Friday is over. It's in the books. Yes. Go play golf. Go play golf. We have we me and Ben, Ben and I, we're gonna play top golf live in Jordan Hare Stadium. So yes. stay tuned for content from that. We're gonna be inside the Auburn Tigers football stadium playing top golf uh ben's gonna light it up with the with the wedges i'm sure but we we got to use their wedges so that might yeah. level the playing field that might level the playing field a little bit uh he won't be able to have the mizuno cool blue no. wedges red
0: hot uh, i've even asked y'all i i have i have <laughs> asked kyle can we take our clubs kyle read on the instructions they will not let you bring clubs, nope, in no there. clubs. you have to no use clubs. their clubs
1: so there's like a lounge with full-blown simulators we're going to have videos of that. We're going to have videos in the stadium. It's going to be a blast. Uh, play some golf this weekend. Have fun. Watch the Zurich Classic, the only team uh, contest. The first round is is in the books. Had a 13 under, 59 today. Uh, oh I don't know if you saw that. Birdied 18 uh, to shoot uh, fi- uh, 13 under. Uh, so it's gonna be a birdie bonanza uh, on the Zurich Classic they, they, this week. They get any
0: mulligans in that scramble there, bub?
1: No mulligans and no red tee busters. <laughs> that's what we call them. The old you get one tee shot off the red tees. No, they don't get any of that. Uh, they, don't any,
0: b- they don't get any throws, bub. They don't no get throws, throws. No
1: pull the ro- no blind pulls of the rope. Nothing. So Patrick Cantlay and uh, Xander Shoffley shot thirteen under
0: today. So whoa, uh,
1: that's a team. They that's were a featured. squad.
0: Oh, so here's the best part about that. You want to wrap it up and then we'll talk about this in the Hob. Yeah, let's hob it afterwards.
1: Okay. Let's hob it afterwards. <laughs> okay. Guys, have a great weekend, and we will catch you on Monday. Episode 170 brought to you by Bet Online, Dad Bod Golf Pod. Always, always
0: stroking. You've been listening to the Dad Bod Golf Pod. Always stroking. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform.